Have you seen the new Flash Bus on Colesville Road? The new service between Burtonsville and downtown Silver Spring? With only 11 stops, trips every 15 minutes or less, all-day service, and a fare of only $1, the Flash is the most affordable and reliable option to connect you with the entire region. Shopping, entertainment, food, work, and school are just a few of the places that the Flash Bus can take you, all for only $1. Seniors, kids, and people with disabilities ride the Flash for free with Smart Trip. Learn more at ridetheflash.com. Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney, como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más, comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compra con estilo, JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. The Clyde Beatty Show. The world's greatest wild animal trainer, Clyde Beatty, with an exciting adventure from his brilliant career. The circus means thrills, excitement, snarling jungle beasts. The circus means fun for young folks and old. But under the big top, you see only a part of the story. The real drama comes behind the scenes, where 500 people live as one family, where Clyde Beatty constantly risks death in the most dangerous act on earth. This master of the big cats has journeyed to Africa and India, hunting down his beasts in their native jungle. All of this is part of the Clyde Beatty story. This is the adventure entitled Big Magic in Malaya. The Malay Peninsula, with Singapore at its southern tip, has long been famed for its dense jungles and endless varieties of wild animals. So it was only natural that my wife Harriet and I were anxious to see this strange country, much of which was still unexplored by white men at the time of our visit shortly before the war. One experience that stands out in our minds began in Palembang, on the west coast of the narrow peninsula. We had just arrived on a small steamer from Singapore, and after some time and trouble, found the home of the man we were seeking. Oh, this must be the house, Clyde. 74 Karaya Road, wasn't it? Yeah. No, this is it, all right. I just hope he's here. Hmm. We'd be in a fine spot if he's not, wouldn't we? I guess so. But according to Crutcher, he should be here, and I... Hello there. What can I do for you? What? You're Mr. Lindsay, the guide? That's right. And you're... Beatty, Clyde Beatty, and this is my wife. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Come in, won't you? Good trip up? Oh, we enjoyed every minute of it. Good, good. Please sit down. I'll have some tea brought. Uh, Marto! Fix tea, Marto! Well, I wasn't expecting you so soon, Beatty. You got Crutcher's letter, then? As a matter of fact, it just arrived yesterday. Beastly slow postal service up this way. Uh, how is old Crutcher, by the way? He never told me anything except to be on the lookout for you folks. Oh, he seemed to be in good shape. Mad because he couldn't get away and come with us. <laughs> He's been mad ever since he moved his business to Singapore. Poor fellow. Well, now that you're here, what can I do for you? Crutcher told us you were the best guide in Malaya, Lindsay. We'd like to engage you for a trip into the jungle, into Tringanu province. Tringanu? Oh, but that's impossible, man. You can't go into that province without permission from the Sultan himself. I know, and we have that permission. It was all taken care of before we left Singapore. <laughs> well, you're fortunate, or uh, unfortunate, depending on which way you 
choose to look at it. What do you mean by that, Mr. Lindsay? <laughs> well, I, I mean you're lucky to get the Sultan's permission to enter Tranganu. But on the other hand, you may need plenty of luck to get out. That's mighty tough jungle country, you know. So we hear, but we also hear it's full of unusual animals. Uh, what sort of animals are you after, Beatty? Well, we want to get some lions and tigers, naturally, and anything else that's rare or unusual. For instance, if it's possible, we'd like to capture a rhinoceros. A rhino? Good heavens, man, what for? <laughs> Believe it or not, Lindsay, but a lot of people in the States don't know there is such a thing as an Asian rhino. They are quite rare, I believe. Yes, they are so rare you might spend weeks looking for one and still not find him. I uh, understand there are a few left up in Tranganu province, though. Well, that was our understanding, too. We'd like to try our luck, Lindsay. How about it? Please, Mr. Lindsay. <laughs> How can I refuse such a charming lady? Now, uh, if it were you alone, Beatty, uh, <clears throat> but uh, no matter. All right, you're on. However, let me warn you. This will be no ice cream social, not by a long shot. We pause for this message. Back to Clyde Beatty and Big Magic in Malaya. Two days of hurried preparations followed our talk with Lindsay in Palembang. Then another three days going up the sluggish Manala River, and at last we arrived at a native kampong where we were to make our headquarters during our stay in the Tranganu province. By the time we were unloaded, and the native canoes which had brought us headed back downstream, it was almost dark. The twilight silence characteristic of the jungle was unbroken. Even the natives from the kampong gathered around at a respectful distance. They seemed unusually quiet. We were in a strange new world. Clyde, the way they stare at us, are they... Don't worry, Mrs. Beatty. They're friendly enough. Uh, they just don't see many white people. Oh. Uh, where's that package of needles, Beatty? Uh, here. Is this the one? Uh, that's it. Now, now watch this. Hiya! Madolo! Madolo! Well, look at them scramble for those needles. You'd think they were diamonds. <laughs> yes, they'd, they'd rather have a needle than the Kimberley Mines, Mrs. Beatty. Fortunately for us... What a spot for a five and ten cent story, Harriet. <laughs> My husband is part businessman, Mr. Lindsay. You'll have to excuse him. I'm also hungry and tired. Well, we'll fix that soon enough. But first, we must pay our respects to the headman and make palaver with him. Our palaver with the headman was successful. He understood our reasons for being in Trangano and agreed to help in every way he could. Lindsay was an old hand when it came to bargaining, and for every gift the headman received, we in return received extra considerations. When the meeting ended, Harriet and I were shown to our quarters, a crude bamboo basha with thatched roof and bare dirt floor. Hmm. Well, here we are. Uh, this reminds me of that motel in Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clyde, what a thing to say. I guess we're lucky to have shelter of any kind, so I won't complain. You tired, honey? <sighs> I'm exhausted and still hungry. Lindsay said they'd bring us some food right away. Which would you prefer, barbecued leopard or prime rib of rhinoceros? Oh, Clyde, stop. <laughs> <laughs> mm, 
Mr. Lindsay seems to know the ropes, though, doesn't he? Yeah. We're lucky he took the job. I'm afraid we couldn't do much without him. I only hope our luck continues. If we get... Clyde! What's the matter? Clyde, there's someone looking in the doorway. Huh? Oh. Well, what is it, boy? A thousand pardons, Twan. I am your servant. What? Who sent you here? No one sent me, Twan. It is my own thought. Well, come on in. Much thanks, sir. What's your name, son? I am called Nadu Twan. Nadu, huh? You speak good English for a native. Where'd you learn it? I have learned at missionary school in Palambang, Twan. Two seasons I have lived there. Uh, this your woman, Twan? <laughs> yes, yes, this is my woman. Ah, she is plenty okay, good looker, Twan. <laughs> well, thank you. Did you learn that at missionary school? Oh, no. I also learned some things or two from American sailors, ma'am, sir. Oh, <laughs> how old are you, Nadu? Sixteen seasons, Twan. I am man now. And what makes you think you want to be my servant? But, Twan, all men like yourself must have bearer. I can be help in many ways. You will see, okay? It is agreed. All right, it's agreed. And I've got a job for you right now. Oh, yes, Twan. Go see if you can hurry up the food. We're starved. Our first two days at the Kampong went by quickly, and we were kept busy supervising the building of nets and cages. I soon discovered that I'd acquired an extra shadow, as Nadu dogged my heels constantly. He was a wiry young fellow with flashing black eyes and a ready smile, eager to help and eager to learn. On the afternoon of the third day, I'd gone a short way into the jungle for a look around, accompanied, of course, by my faithful shadow. Here, Nadu. Let's sit down on this old log and rest a bit. Yes, Twan. Okay. Uh, from the looks of the vines and creepers, I'd say this trail isn't used much. No, this old trail, Twan. But look, see up ahead? Uh, yeah, wild boar, isn't it? Yes, Twan. Tough customer, that one. I take it you mean tough customer, huh? Uh, I no speak so good those big words, Twan. Oh, you're doing fine. Uh, wh what's the new word I taught you this morning, remember? Nadu, you're not paying attention. What are you staring at? Huh? Oh, I was look at your big magic gun, Twan. You like guns? I have seen only few, Twan. Well, you won't see a better one than this, Nadu. It's a Monarch Express, best big game rifle made. One could could maybe hold it? Well, sure. Why not? Yeah. Oh, it's very heavy. It has to be. Here, give it here a minute. I, I want to show you something. Yes, Twan? Now, see that vine hanging from the tree over there? Yes, I see. Watch what an explosive bullet does to it. It's okay, Twan. <laughs> you ever shoot a gun, Nadu? Oh, no. No, Twan. Well, you're about to. Here. Now, look along the top of the barrel. That's it. Line up the notch in the rear sight with a bead on the front. Like this, Twan? That's it. That's your line of sight where the bullet will go. Here. Swing over and line it up with that vine just above where I hit it. Yes, Twan. It is so. Now, hold it steady and squeeze the trigger slowly. <laughs> oh! Well, I'll be. You hit it, Nadu. Hey, what's the matter? Oh, the gun, it hit at me in shoulder, almost knocked me off log. 
<laughs> I forgot to tell you, it does kick a bit. What do you do now? Uh, pull the bolt back, all the way. That's it. That ejects the empty cartridge case. Now slam it forward to reload with a new bullet. Like so. Okay, Twan. Yeah, like so, okay. Try it again. Let's see if that was an accident. Yes, Twan. Hey. Are you sure you never shot a rifle before? I shoot one. I do okay. You sure did. I'm afraid I couldn't top it. Beatty. Beatty. Are you all right? Oh, Lindsay, sure I'm all right. Hey, well, what's all the shooting about? Oh, just having a little target practice, Lindsay. I was showing Nadu here how to shoot a rifle, and darned if he doesn't make two clean hits his first two shots. What? You were showing this native boy how to shoot? Why, yes. What's the matter? Well, I'll explain in a minute. Boy, you go back to Kampong. But, Tuan... Wait a minute, Lindsay. He's done nothing. Do as I say, boy. Go back. Yes, Tuan. I go. Well, he's gone, Lindsay. What's this all about? Yeah, just this, Beatty. We don't teach natives how to handle guns in Malaya, that's all. They can't be trusted. And the less they know about firearms, the better. Well, if that's the way you feel, I guess you're the boss. That is the way I feel, Beatty. And as long as I am the boss... There'll be no educating the natives about guns. Let's forget it now and get back to the kampong. You go ahead, Lindsay. I want to look around a bit more. As you wish. Only I wouldn't go too far. Don't worry, I won't. I'll be back in an hour or two. Very well, Beatty. After Lindsay left, I continued for a short way up the trail, then branched off into what appeared to be a little-used game trail. I guess I was guilty of daydreaming for suddenly... Oh! Oh! Oh. With complete disgust, I picked myself up from the floor of a deep pit and realized I'd stumbled into a native animal trap. Fortunately, only my pride was hurt, but the fact that I was daydreaming was no excuse for not noticing the leaves and branches covering my newfound prison. In the dim light, I could see that the pit was some 12 feet deep and I knew it'd be impossible to climb out. But I wasn't too worried, knowing that I'd be missed at the Kampong in an hour or so, and that Lindsay and the natives would find me without trouble. But then, I noticed something which would strike terror into the heart of any man. If a leopard or a tiger had been in the pit with me, it would have been bad. But this was ten times worse, for advancing toward me was an army of death, a column of giant soldier ants. They were crawling straight toward me, thousands of them from the far corner of the pit. And then I saw the bones picked clean of what must have been a jackal. I knew the same fate was in store for me in a matter of minutes, and I was powerless to stop it. Clyde Beatty will return in just a moment, but first... And now, back to Clyde Beatty and his story, Big Magic in Malaya. While walking along a jungle trail in Malaya, Clyde failed to notice a brush-covered pit dug by the natives to trap animals and crash to the bottom. Knowing that he isn't far from the native village and that when he doesn't return, his guide, Lindsay, and the natives will find him, Clyde isn't too concerned. 
But when he looks around the pit further, he discovers an army of dreaded soldier ants advancing toward him. I'd heard about these giant killer ants, and I knew I didn't have much time. I looked around for my rifle, hoping to fire a distress signal which might be heard at the kampong. But that hope quickly dimmed when I realized the gun had slipped from my hands as I fell and had stayed on top of the brush covering the pit. I knew fear as I'd never known it before as the army of ants advanced steadily toward me, now only about three feet from the corner in which I was standing. Suddenly from the jungle I heard something which gave me encouragement. It sounded like a voice and I listened intently, hoping my ears weren't deceiving me. It was a voice, the voice of Nadu. Nadu! Nadu! In the trail pit, Nadu! Hurry! Hurry, Nadu! Never mind that. Help me get out of here before these ants get me. Now hurry up and see if you can find somebody who can help me get out of here. Nadu, come back here! My heart almost stopped as I thought Nadu had gone for more help. The ants were only a foot away now. Good boy. I've got it. Oh, it's okay, Twan. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, that was close. It's supposed to be for animals, Twan. <laughs> I'll try to remember that. And thanks, Nadu. If you hadn't come along when you did, I'd be furnishing a feast for that army down there. It's okay now. Oh. How come you were out here anyway? I thought Lindsay ordered you back to the kampong. Yes, Twan. Only you my big boss. I stay close by you, okay? Fair enough. I guess I need a guardian at that. I'll get my rifle and we'll get back now. It's getting late. How awful. Being eaten alive by ants would be a horrible way to die. Yeah, I've read about it's happening, but I never thought I'd be face to face with such a situation. Thank goodness Nandu didn't follow Lindsay's orders. By the way, it might be best not to mention to Lindsay what happened. I'm afraid he'd be pretty sore at the boy if he knew his orders weren't obeyed. I won't breathe a word. You in there, Betty? Yes. Come in, Lindsay. Well, I've got good news I thought you'd be interested in. Good or bad news? <laughs> Perhaps both. A native just arrived from up near Rawang. He says they've seen signs of rhino up there recently. Why, that's wonderful hmm. news, Mr. Lindsay. Yes, but that's only half of it. We're going to have trouble getting the natives to go along after it, I'm afraid. Well, I don't understand, Lindsay. They're not afraid of rhinos. I know that. But there's something up in that area they are afraid of. A pair of celadangs. Celadangs? But well, what are they? Well, they're probably the meanest animals on the face of the earth, Mrs. Beatty. A breed of wild cattle, a sort of cross between the Brahma and water buffalo. Are they really as bad as they say? I'm afraid so. They're absolutely without fear. We'll charge any living thing they see without warning. In fact, they'll stalk a man or another animal just to attack. Well, that's almost unbelievable. But quite true, Mrs. Beatty. They have tremendous horns, which they use to toss their victim into the air until he's senseless. And then, just to make a thorough job of it... They trample him to a pulp with their sharp hooves. I guess you can't blame the natives for not wanting any part of them armed only with knives and spears. No, indeed. Only a well-placed bullet from an express rifle will stop a cedar dang. 
And sometimes it takes several of those to do the job. Well, I hate to lose a chance to capture a rhino. Well, I've asked the head man to call a meeting of his men. If we can convince them they're not in danger as long as they're with us, we'll be all right. They have a lot of faith in our rifles, so we'll give it a try. Let's go. It is so, big head man. Our rifles speak with strong voice. Uh, is strong enough kill Siladang? Yes, strong enough kill anything. Kill tiger, kill elephant. Uh, maybe so kill tiger. No kill Siladang. I speak words of truth, big head man. Your men will be safe with us. We will pay them well. I not make them go. Let them make thinking. Ora Dawa, Kanobi Rawang, Gola Barata, Kiskadu Maratu Bay. What's he saying, Lindsay? He's asking the men if any will go with us to Rawang. Kala Bay Tasha Tarando. Kala Barezi, I will go. Garato, Nadu, you not afraid, Siladang? No, headman. The Tuan's rifles have big magic. I have seen. Only all women be afraid. Uh, Nadu, make big talk. By Jove, I, I believe we're in luck. The rest don't want to lose caste by appearing less brave than the boy. Good. I hope it works. <laughs> Dawa. Dawa! Lindsay said, Men say they go with you in morning. The lava finished. Well, these, these prints are rhino, all right, but none too fresh. Probably made yesterday. Uh, looks like we've still got some hunting to do, huh? Yes, uh, but it'll have to wait till morning. It'll be dark soon, so we'll make camp now on the other side of the clearing. I'll tell the men to get a move on. Suits me. Coming, Harriet? Right behind you. Watch out for this jagged log here, honey. Oh! Harriet, did you run into it? No, but I turned my ankle trying to keep from it. What's the trouble here? Harriet twisted her ankle, Lindsay. Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Beatty. I'll help her across the clearing, then we'll see what we can do for it. Now, do! Yes, yes, come in, Twan. Take my canteen and rifle, now, We'll be right along, Beatty. If I can get these men to move off of their tracks. I'm sorry, Clyde. I should have been more careful. Oh, forget it. I think a good massage will fix that ankle. Okay, Nadu, let's go. With Harriet in my arms, we started across the clearing. Lindsay and the natives followed a few yards to the rear. Then, when we were almost in the center, we were startled by the sound of a large animal crashing through the brush at one side of the jungle clearing. As the natives screamed and ran for the trees, I saw the object of their terror. A Celadon bull had burst from the brush like a locomotive and was charging straight for us. With Harriet unable to walk, I knew we could never make it. But when I looked around at Lindsay, I felt better. His rifle was at his shoulder as he took deliberate aim. I could see that the bullet had found its mark. But instead of dropping, the bull swerved toward the sound of the shot. Lindsay, head it for you. Shoot, man! Oh, Clyde, don't be 
killed. Lindsay threw his rifle to the ground and started to run for it. But the Celadang was almost upon him. He'd never make it. What the... My luck! Scarcely able to believe my eyes, I saw the bull crumple and roll in a heap barely five feet from Lindsay, dropped by two well-placed rifle bullets from my own gun. And holding it as if he'd hunted big game all his life was the boy who had never fired a gun until the day before. Good work, Nadu. Oh, big magic work. Okay, good one. I'll say it worked okay good. In fact, it was okay great. Here, Tuan, you take. Huh? I don't need the rifle now. What? Well, well, that was a bit close side. What? Thank heaven you fired when you did, Beatty. Uh, Lindsay, I didn't fire those shots. You owe your thanks to Nadu here. What? You mean this boy shot that cedar dang? That's exactly what I mean. Well, that, that rather leaves me speechless, but, well, thanks, son. I am glad you're okay, Twan. Uh, let's hope we've had our share of cedar dangs for a while. Come on, we'd better try and persuade the natives to calm down and make camp. Harriet's ankle was better the next day, and we continued our hunt. I must admit, however, that we were unsuccessful in our attempt to capture a rhino. And a few days later, we were back at the campong, ready to return to Palembang. Well, I guess everything's in the canoes. All set? Yes, we're ready. You better get in the bow, Harriet. All right. You know, in a way, I hate to leave. Right? So do I. The people have been wonderful to us. Yes. Well, now, do. I guess this is where we part company. I guess it must be so, Twan. You come back, okay? I hope so. We'll see. Better get aboard, Beatty. Yeah, all right. Say, you've forgotten something here. Isn't this your gun case, Lindsay? No, well, no, it was my gun, but uh, now it's Nadu's. You're serious? I know it must sound strange after what I told you the other day, but, well, maybe I've been wrong. And I guess a good rifle's small enough price to pay for my life. Yes. <laughs> Lindsay, put her there. Clyde Beatty will return in just a moment with a preview of his next adventure. But first... Our next broadcast is a story from within the very heart of the circus. We call it Never Trust a Gilly. And here is just a brief preview. Show's just started, Harriet. Want to go over with me or stay here in the trailer? Oh, I'll go over. Good house tonight? Always a good house in this town. They're on the straw. Oh, then I will go. I... What was that? Well, it sounded like Jimmy out back somewhere. Come on. Uh, over this way. I think it was. Jimmy, you call me? Where are you? Clark, over there on the ground. What's that? Come on. It's Jimmy, Clark. He's hurt. You'll hear the whole story of the strange attack on Clyde's cage boy, Jimmy, on our next broadcast. This story was based on incidents in the life of Clyde Beatty and the Clyde Beatty Circus. The Clyde Beatty Show was produced by Shirley Thomas. Big Magic in Malaya was written by Robert T. Smith. All names used were fictional, and any resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This is a Commodore production.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me. Did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours.